Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and as always, my good friend, South Stand Chum, the beautiful bearded legend, Mr. Paul Levy. Fresh from watching the groove up from Vancouver, <laughs> we are back. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the uh, Orient Outlook podcast. This is episode number 70. Can't believe, really, that we've done 70 episodes so far. Um, fast approaching 100. The big have to get zero, zero. have to get our heads together to sort something out for that. This is the penultimate episode of the season. You may or may not be pleased to know. Uh, because next week we'll have a season roundup and we're planning to have one or two special guests involved in that too. So keep your eyes peeled for that one. Very, very nice, Mr. Levy. So uh, last week's episode was listened to by a record number of people. Uh, it was staggering. So thanks to all the uh, all of you who took the time to listen. So coming back to that episode quickly, we strongly criticised a few of the playing staff last week, I think it was fair to say, Yeah. following the Starman Awards, particularly Kevin Nolan. Um, and from that, we noticed some comments on social media through Twitter and Facebook and a few of the forums, actually, um, about Kevin, which were more generalised and we felt a bit unfair, unfair would you yeah. say? Yeah they, were, they, yeah, they were a little bit, I think, a bit harsh on him, but that might be because of what we said or how we said it, really. Yeah, so, I mean, to be fair to Kevin, you know, he, while he was at the club, managing the club, he did bring in quite a few youth players and gave them a chance, and you know, more so than pr- other previous managers over the last couple of years. So it's quite important for us to kind of get our feelings out of that and to get, to get you know, the right perspective and not to blow things out of proportion. We feel yeah. like, still feel like he'd done a good job while he was here and still... Thought he was let go too early, as we've said on the, on previous podcasts. So, and also we did say obviously that he was, you know, quite happy to have his picture taken and signed shirts and autographs and that. So yeah. it was. I think it was a lot of frustration from our point of view that we'd gone there and expected something and it to be better, but it wasn't. And uh, yeah, we just really wanted to let people know that he's not not really that bad a guy yeah. at all. To be fair, so fact, it, he's actually quite a nice guy by all accounts. Yeah. Well, you've met him, so I haven't. So yeah, I can't say so. It is what it is. So, Sports Club updates, Mr. Levy, as normal. Absolutely. So, if you've not been made aware, the Euros are on this year. um, (laughs) And the Supporters Club are going to be open for those. They're open on Saturday, June the 11th uh, for the game against Russia. Doors open at half six for an eight o'clock kickoff. Uh, And five days later, on Thursday, June the 16th, uh, doors are opening at half past 12 for a two o'clock kickoff for the game against Wales. So, People might have to be booking half days there. Yep. Uh, there is also going to be an ale gala day featuring hard-to-find brews from English and Welsh uh, breweries. Um, snacks available. Club will open uh, through to 11pm. Um, that's going to be presenting uh, with a presentation of camera. Um, East London and the City Branch of the Club 2016 Award and then on Monday sorry that refers to the Wales game obviously uh, and then on Monday June the 20th against Slovakia doors will open at half past six for an eight o'clock kickoff. Well, so even though the season is over the Sports Club remains open uh, on various dates to get yourself down there Absolutely. so moving on uh, on Monday or Tuesday I can't remember which one it was we ran a goal of the month uh, for April poll on Twitter to get your views uh, we nominated four goals so in fourth place with 16% of the vote was Armand Nandale against Dagenham in third place with 23% of the vote was Jay Simpson's first goal versus Dagenham which I voted for I thought it was a good goal second place with 27% of the vote was Ollie Palmer versus Mansfield and the winner with 34% of the vote was Lloyd James versus York so well done Lloydie that was a great goal as yeah, well well um, done mate so Lloyd James takes home 
the Orient Outlook Goal of the Month for April Award. Brilliant. And congrats to everybody. There was uh, a few good goals there. So, episode 69 was recorded last Monday night. And due to us talking about what happened at the Starman Awards and the responses that we got via Twitter and Facebook and email and even the forum, uh, as we said earlier, been absolutely phenomenal. So, we're not going to read out everything. We've just got a select few, um, including one from... Uh, a nice young chap that we met at the awards. His name's Freddie Moncur. He said, cheers, lads, for the award of best dressed. Glad some people appreciate a bit of style. Um, yeah, that was um, for those that weren't there or, or weren't around when we had a chat with him. He was getting a bit of stick from some of the players who were giving him a stick for wearing a bow tie. Yeah, I thought he looked dapper. So well, I thought he looked quite quite, quite on trend. So. Yeah, so he won the uh, our fashion Easter person of the... Thanks, Freddie. At Orient 65, it's a great podcast, lads. Have to agree that Pollock needs a very experienced player with him, like when Mackie was playing with Zach. I think the club should out Nolan and Hess and appoint Edwards as manager. The youth are our future. It's a good point there about Gabby, because um, he's out of contract, you know. Signed off today at Peterborough, so yeah. he is available on a free transfer. It'd be interesting to see whether we're going for Gabs. Probably not. Probably not. Probably Don't hold your breath. breath. Yep. <laughs> uh, at WJohns98, uh, best podcast so far. That's real insight. Looking forward to your summer interviews. Just renew your season ticket. Yeah. I, I think I, I will, to be fair. Yeah, I think Exclusive. <laughs> I think I'm going to renew. At Unexpected Item Zero, said a good listen. Fascinating and disturbing insight into some of the issues going on behind the scenes at LOFC. Lots of issues behind the scenes affecting all personnel on and off the pitch. Yeah, so that's what. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, that's um, what. Uh, yeah, that's really, uh, really sums up a lot that that perhaps people don't really understand how much it is going on off, uh, you know, off field. Yep. At MX Quicks said, "Good job, guys. I don't think we can afford to let all the experienced players leave. Need stability for once." Yeah, I agree with that. And next week, in next week's podcast, we'll be going through the out contract players and discussing. You know who's out of contract and what we think should happen and what will probably happen. Yeah. Um, at Jamie PD, so the great podcast lads, very insightful. I'd love to see Kashka or Granger on the show for an interview in the summer. Well, if they're available, we'll try and get them. But you know, it's quite hard to get to get the players in. At Orient Meat, uh, sorry, at um, yeah, at Orient Meat Pie, said great podcast, guys. Really like what you're doing. Good clarity around the Star Man Awards too. Yep. Cheers. And lastly, at Paul W E underscore UK. <laughs> Says I'm still a bit behind on your podcast. Hendon's now one five on the bounce. I'm really excited for the rest of the season and hopefully promotion. <laughs> Top man. That's the, that's Top man. That's the best. <laughs> Paul, mate, you might want to switch off the podcast. That's a, for a yeah. While. Stop listening now. <laughs> stop listening now. We finished eighth. Um, um, and then on and then on Facebook, Ian Ockletree uh, got in touch with us. He said, "Huge credit to the Orient Outlook." Uh, guys uh, for this week's effort huge respect for brave honest and heartfelt broadcast so refreshing to hear people talking with passion and conviction shame it was such a tawdry uh, depressing and dispiriting story yeah, yeah. so th- again as Paul said thanks for all your views and comments on the episode the listening figures were absolutely unreal um, thank you for listening and to any listeners who have just started listening thank you for listening so Moving on to the week that was. Yeah. Um, Andy Hessenthaler was talking to... Um, oh, to um, a bit too far. Sorry, I'm going, ahead, I'm going ahead of myself. Tuesday the 3rd of May. Um, Ollie Palmer was named uh, in the Football League paper League 2 Team of the Week following his performance against Mansfield. So, well done to Ollie, but not quite sure how Aaron Pollock was yeah, doing that. Yeah, I thought Pollock was outstanding that day. But well done to Ollie for winning that. He was well up for that game. Yeah. Scored the winning goal. Yeah, from um, the club. Yeah, absolutely. 
Jack Payne and Sammy Moore made an appearance for the Leighton Orient Trust, taking on some older fans at Extra Time Bokia. Is that right? Bokia? Yeah? In Leytonstone. So good to see the Trust, even though the season's coming to an end. Trust still out doing what they do best. 100%. Getting the players out into the community. Yep. Then, on Wednesday the 4th of May, Andy Hessenthaler was speaking to George Sessions about the players at the club who will be out of contract in the summer. And he said, I think the club could lose people. There are some good players here out of contract, like the Borgers of this world, and we could lose them. I'm sure other teams are looking at these guys out of contract and maybe talking to them. Lloyd is another, and he was excellent on Saturday against Mansfield. We'll wait and see. We can't do anything more than get out, get on with our jobs until we're told differently. Last year, there were players that left the club, and I come in with... I come in with Ian and I know for a fact there was a couple that we would have kept. Yeah, so, you know, absolutely <coughs> stunning comments there I feel from Andy Hessen Sala. He says players are going to leave because we haven't of offered contracts but exactly the same happened last year so the concerning point for me from that is if Bichetti and the team around him haven't learned their mistakes from last year where we lost great players like Scotty C who ended up leaving on a free, you know, and other decent players. Alright, you could argue uh, that Lisbon and Bat were going, but you know, there's, there's, there's good players who we lost, but you know, I just hope, for me, the two who I feel we need to keep, and we'll discuss this a bit later on next week, but Baldry and James, you know, I think someone made a great comment on one of the Facebook posts the other day saying, at League Two level, who are you going to get in who's better than Baldry as a centre back, as a football yeah. playing centre back? That summed it up, and for me, Lloyd James, you know, the only midfielder who gets the ball and instantly is looking up for runs from the forwards. You know, the other good midfielders we've got in that central position are all good, but they all have different elements. Atengana, defensive, Sammy Moore, tenacious little worker. But for me, Lloyd James is the one who can unlock defences. the ball player. So, some really big, really big kind of decisions to come up. And I think Kessen Tyler covers that after the Oval game that we'll speak about. Yeah, he does. In a bit. We, he goes on to say, we're in a position where they had already gone and got themselves sorted at other clubs. This is uh, carrying on from where he said about uh, a couple of players that they would have kept, but they've gone and got themselves sorted at other clubs. And that's understandable because you can't wait around. That is why it's important we get the future sorted out now for the club as soon as possible yeah. so he's absolutely spot on and, and obviously we'll comment later on about, about this so yeah absolutely so Thursday yeah Thursday 5th of May not much happened Dean Cox uh, done a Twitter Q&A at hashtag AskCoxie so you know some humorous and good questions asked to Dino who's always up for engaging with fans and great to see the actual official Twitter account engaging with fans more a great idea and it'd be great to get some more players doing that not just Coxie who's very active on Twitter but some of the kind of players who aren't on Twitter and you know who we don't know that much about some of the you know youth or new signings would, would be would be good so great work, work there to the team on the social media side spot on 10 years ago to the day this is Friday the 6th of May now that we'd beaten Oxford 3-2 and got promoted wow. so there was a lot of um, social media yep. activity around that um, and it does still put hairs on the back of make your hairs on the back of your neck stand up it's, yeah. it's such an inspiring game that yeah 10 years ago so it's crazy to think that um, also on the Friday the club announced that Sam Sargent and Aaron Pollock have signed their first pro deals and have signed on for two years so some great news there both Sargent and Pollock have come around to the first team squad in the last couple of months and done really well Pollock for me done superbly against Mansfield and obviously done well against Oval yesterday as well with Sam Sargent Additionally, Freddie Munker has also signed an extra one-year deal and Sam Alderson, Michael Clark, and Victor Adeboyejo have been offered third-year scholarships. But, you know, from every positive, there's a negative. And as revealed in episode 69, Sam Ling will be leaving the club along with Jack Humphrey, Montel Adjamang, and Christian Aruzu. So for Which me, is interesting. Yeah, for me, you know, Aruzu 
without seeing many youth games or any of them, you know, for me, he was always on the score sheet because we used to kind of do our own tweets, you know, before before the league matches on the Saturday morning and Ruzi was scoring for fun. So I'm not sure what happened there. Jack Humphrey also had a decent reputation, done a bit of work for the Leighton Orient Trust and was on loan to Haybridge Swifts along with Sam Ling. So obviously the club don't feel that, you know, that those players are worth pursuing, but best of luck to the young lads and we hope they've still got a career in football and who knows, you know, they'll probably end up playing for another League 2 club in the next couple of years, come back to the O's and playing the blinder. They'll do um, a Harry Butiman, they'll drop down to the <laughs> yeah, yeah. and end up getting picked up. Yep. But that's our loss, isn't it? Yep. Um, finally on Friday, um, Cardiff City announced that friend of the podcast Russell Slade is to become the club's head of football in a restructure of their coaching setup, which utterly baffles me why they would do that. They, I, I read some of the stuff that the, the, the chairman and the or whatever it is at the hierarchy at Cardiff are saying that they think he's taken them as far as he can I mean we're not going to dwell on this because Cardiff aren't Orient yeah. but utterly amazing that he's had to reduce 20 odd million quid off the wage bill and he's got them just outside the playoffs with a reduced squad and he has to go and take a seat yeah. upstairs he's done a decent job there Russ to be fair to him you know haven't got in the playoffs you know it's it's a shame but that's football these days mate Yeah. if you don't get your team up within what a year or a year and a half impatient chairman they've still got parachute payments and he's reduced the wage yeah. bill by 30 million quid or 20 million quid whatever it is so, and they've still got a parachute payment to come or two mate let's discuss that in our Cardiff Outlook podcast next week <laughs> so moving on to yesterday Saturday the 7th of May so last game of the season away to Yeovil so the team was Sergeant in goal uh, back four of Hunt, Grizzly, Pollock and Ramage Midfield with Clahessy, Moore, James and Semedo And up front Palmer, Simpson Subs with Chizak, Judd, Moncur, Turgut, Karoma, Kashkit And a very warm welcome back to that man, Paul McCallum Yeah, absolutely So that's three changes from the Mans- Mansfield lineup As Sam Sargent makes his professional debut in goal yep. Nicky Hunt and Sammy Moore return to the starting lineup as well uh, We went with a 4-4-2 formation with Clahessy at right midfield and Sandro Semedo on the left. Yeah, so for me, no big surprises there. No. Um, Ramage still at left back, but with Shaw out injured, from what we understand, but yeah. hasn't been communicated. But officially, that hasn't. Officially, but, but that is he's injured. So situation, yeah. Yep, so he wasn't. So Ramage, I guess, at left back makes sense. So no real surprises, I would say. No. Uh, although Baldry was an interesting one, not even on the bench. So for me, that kind of. Suggests that he might not be here next season in case he's what we thought, in case yeah. he was risked and picked up an injury in that last game. I hope he doesn't go. I hope that's not the case. I hope I hope he's not injured, obviously. But yeah. if he you know if he is that'd be understandable because he had done his calf or something, hadn't he? Some he'd, done, he'd done in he'd injured himself. But yep. um at Orient Chris, uh we liked your tweet, shocked that Nolan's ankle isn't better and Biketti knew enough about the youngsters to pick them. Yep. That was quite a cool tweet. Superb tweet. So, match kicked off. Not much action in the first half, it's fair no, to say. Yep, so just five minutes were gone when Soko fired over from 20 yards. We had him on um, on trial. Yeah, pretty season. Yep. Francois Zoko. Yep. Um, but with 18 minutes on the clock, Mark Laird knocked the ball forward and Brisley controlled it before falling over. That sounds like a bit of a comedy moment, but I don't think actually it was as no. comedic as that. Um, he hit it out of play and the game had to be stopped because he really sort of hurt himself there and he got some treatment. He played for another couple of minutes but then that was it really. He got subbed off for Blair Turgut. So we had to have a bit of a reshuffle. Um, Hunt went to centre-back. Clahessy moved to right-back and Turgut went on the right of midfield. Uh, so we had a midfield four of uh, Turgut on the right, Semedo yeah. uh, on the left and 
uh, we had uh, Moore and James in the middle. Yeah, so that's quite a diverse defence, you know. To be fair, they can all play different positions. <laughs> Which know, is so. good, it's what you need. Yeah, that'll make Pachetti happy especially. So, uh, um, 24th minute, Sergeant made a good save for Mark Laird, got down quite quickly, quite low, quite comfortable, but good to see good that save he's on his there. toes, yeah. Very good save. 38 minutes, excellent save again from Sam Sargent. Shepard lets fly from range and um, and he, he gets down low, uh, Sargent, um, to tip the ball wide. That was so a very good, good save. save. That, was a, that was probably the best save I think he made all day. That was a really good save and got down low. And for a young kid, must be great for confidence to be saving shots like that. Yeah. So half-time, teams went in at 0-0. Uh, one chance at goal and zero on target from the O. So all you need to know about how poor that half was. Yeah, a bit of a snooze fest by all accounts. Yeah, absolutely. Um, attendance was 4,163 with 317 away fans. I mean, you, clubs up and down the country in Leeds who don't get that sort of support. Last game of the season with nothing to play nothing for. Nothing to play for so, and a massive mission as well. That's not The Oval's not around the corner. The Oval's no. a long way away. No, so, yeah. well done. And some fantastic photos appearing on social media of the fancy dress. dress. The one of the clown with the pochette mask was yeah. absolutely oh, genius. So, well done. Whoever that was, perfect. well done. You know, yeah. great, great comedic value. 100% and well done to Joe and the Sunshine Tours who, yes. who organised it. Absolutely. So, second half kicked off. No half-time subs for the O's and in the 53rd minute, another good save by Sam Sargent from Walsh's cross after Ramage had earlier produced a fine last-ditch tackle. So Ramage done all right yesterday, to be fair to him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just a minute later, Sam Sargent makes another good save from a Connor Roberts effort. Yeah, 57th minute. The young Josh Pollock, who's done very well in his game and a half, I would say, got injured. Aaron. 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 Yes, yeah, sorry, yes. Uh, came off for Josh Karoma. So good to see you for you. Karoma yeah. coming off for Pollock. Exactly. Um... Back four, because of that, now sees Ramage in the centre alongside Hunt. Samedo's now left back, Clohesse right back. See, again, diverse from the O's there, so really good to see that Samedo can also go left back if needs be. Yeah. Um, you know, we had another youth prospect a couple of years ago who was able to do that, and his name was Moses Odebejo. So. Yeah, look what he's doing. Absolutely. Now. So Championship player yeah. final. So 60th minute, Ramage headed over from, from a corner. 73rd minute, final sub, as Paul McCallum made his long awaited return from injury, replaced Jay Simpson, and I think, you know, a massive morale boost I think to come back just a shame it's the last game of the season and not with five or six games left yeah absolutely 87th minute this is the goal that broke the deadlock Ollie Palmer curled an absolutely terrific shot from the edge of the box it just fell to him the ball was bobbling back it just fell to him on the edge of the box and it just caught the inside of the post and went in absolutely terrific good, good finish poor, de- good. poor defending from Yeovil I would say yeah. quite like what we've defended where the attackers from opposition teams have, have punished us but good to see us punishing them and a good finish from Molly Palmer who finished the season very strongly it'd be very Great. interesting next season to see who the front two are you know if Simpson stays I think he will I've, you know, I hope he will we had this conversation you've got Simpson Nandale McCullum Palmer, Palmer Cashkit Karoma and a new manager will also have new faces of who he wants to bring in so it's an interesting one so you know we've got, we do have firepower in that team Palmer's come on leaps and bounds you know it wasn't so long ago where Fans weren't too keen on Palmer getting on his back, you know, before the new year, and he's really kind of changed perception with his work rate um, and with his goals. So yeah, fair play to Wally Palmer, someone to work hundred percent. Yeah. So ninetieth minute, smart save from Sam Sargent to deny Compton from a header, and three minutes of injury time were played. We sign off the two thousand and fifteen and sixteen season with a win and another clean sheet. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, post match, Andy Hessenthaler said Sargent was excellent. He was a little bit nervous at the start, and we all know what he's got to work on, and so does he. For his first game, I thought he was exceptional. We have missed Paul, 
This is Paul McCallum. Yep. But here's another positive. Uh, we said before the game, welcome Paul back into the group. Um, well, that doesn't quite make sense. Yep. It was always in our mind after talking to the physio that we could get him 20 minutes and that was the case. It was great to see him back on the pitch. Yep, so some great comments there about the actual team and McCallum coming back. And then Andy also went on to say, and I thought this was key actually, yep. said the club needs stability to be successful next season. You need to get the right manager and the recruitment is massive. The recruitment is massive because you need to make sure you get the right people. You need a bit of luck and to be consistent. If we can do that, we won't finish eighth we'll finish in the top three and I think that's the key paragraph there isn't it just get it sorted get it sentence. done and sort it all out because we yeah. all know that squad is capable of a better finish than that squad is a top three squad on paper of course it is on paper of course it is uh, he also uh, finished off by saying I think we'll know a little bit more on the players out of contract next week I think the Italian guys who work behind the scenes they'll be talking about the contract renewals whether that is with a new manager or just them I'm not sure I hope a decision is done quickly and hopefully this week so we all know what direction we're going yeah, So a very very fair thing to got to expect really you should expect yeah. nothing less really you've got to be fair to Andy Hessenthal he's always be honest in his interviews he yes. hasn't kind of beat around the bush he's been very open in what he's said and hopefully you know if they do sort out contracts next week I'll be very happy because it means that they have learned and not left it too late and this is the time to sit down with the members who are out of contract of the squad and sort it out yeah. not leave it to three or four weeks appoint a manager work with a manager see if he fancies and get it done so hopefully this time next week we won't be having to discuss out of contract players because it's all sorted but this is late in Orient so we'll probably be sitting here June 30th <laughs> going what on earth is yeah. going on so the league table, yep. season ends with us finishing 8th in the league, which on the face of it isn't such a bad thing. Not bad. I guess after the first five games, everyone got a bit carried away and we all thought we'd absolutely walk the league. You know, I guess we were guilty of that at the time as well, or at least making the playoffs. Yeah, but, I didn't think that. You know, one place and six points off the playoff place tells you all you need to know. Six points, it's, a, it's quite a big it's gap. quite a big gap. It's and there were so many chances we had this season to have closed that gap. Yeah. We should be losing games that we, we should have been and shouldn't have been drawing games... Yeah, that we drew. All um, to be discussed next week. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll have nothing left at this rate. So yeah. we played 46, we won 19, we drew 12 and we lost 15. Yeah, goal difference of minus one. Which is um, ridiculous, really. Yeah, I mean, that we took some hammerings in that season. Like 4 0 Exeter, Northampton, those really cost us. And when we won, we never really trounced teams. It was always like a 1 0. Well, if you notice with one, Hendon, but... they were sort of quite big scorelines to start with. Yeah. But with Nolan, where he tightened up the defence, we were winning one nils here and mm. one nils there, and it wasn't really enough to really set your goal difference yeah. apart. But yeah, so so, your views views, on yeah, so good for us to end eighth, considering the poor season it's been overall. I thought it started so brightly, winning five on the bounce, but it all went wobbly from there. Really, few players, in my opinion, can walk away with their heads held high in the knowledge and in their heart that they perform to their full capability, which is a shame, really. But that's likely to be because of interference from the owner, um, which is you know where another season where he's interfered and the revolving door of managers have ultimately, in my opinion, cost us promotion. Make no mistake, this is a poor league, and we could have and should have had nothing less than a playoff place. Let me let me stop there a second. So Andy Hessenthaler said yesterday that he believed if Ian Hendon hadn't have been sacked, we'd be sitting here now talking about Orion being in the playoffs. Agree with that or not agree with that? Um, that's difficult to say um, because he was wobbling. Yep. He was wobbling. December and January, he was wobbling, and that's why he got released when he got released. 
um, had he had his signings that Nolan got, yeah, the Atengarnas and yeah. the Nandoles yeah. and whoever else was on yeah. that list, list. Yeah. it would have been a different story. So potentially, yes. Yeah, okay. Potentially. Um, now we've got no manager and more players out of contract. No doubt the better ones have already lined up and moved, possibly Luton. <laughs> Shut up. Um, it'll be an interesting summer, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Your views? Yeah, I just wrote about the game really, to be fair. I said good to end the season with a win and a clean sheet. Sargent looks good in goal. Um, and, you know, along with Chizak and Granger, we've got some good strength there between between the sticks. We've got a good strength at front, like we've mentioned. Good to see Oli grab the goal and finish the season strongly and great to see McCallum return. For me personally, I hope it's not the last time we see Lloyd James in an orange shirt. I, I think agree. He's got a lot to offer. If he gets a good pre-season behind him, if he comes back raring to go and can avoid injury, he'll be a key player for us in League Two. And fair play to the fans that made the journey and saw the season end on a high. Yeah, absolutely. So, before we come to your views as we normally do, we thought we'd catch up with the voice of Orient player uh, and BBC London's um, roving Orient reporter, as it were, Dave Victor, for those that, that, that do know. Um, we caught up with him just before we came on air and recorded this. Here's what he had to say. Dave, thanks very much for joining us uh, this evening. Um, just wanted to really get your thoughts on the season so far and, and perhaps where you thought it went wrong, started or at least started to go wrong. Well, it's always one of frustration, to be perfectly honest. Wasted opportunities, and I think, for the second successive season. The squad has underachieved when you look at the uh, quality of the players available. I know you like positives and negatives, so I thought of one or two. I think the positive has to be, number one, Jay Simpson. We finally got a striker that scored over 20 goals in the league in the season. We waited a very long time for that. The star man, Alex Lezak, a very good goalkeeper, and Joby McEnough, some very good in performances and a sensational goal of the season. But negatives, despite having such a good striker, such a good goalkeeper, and somebody like Joby McEnough, we have finished the season with a negative goal difference. It doesn't seem possible. I think that's because we have been so poor in midfield in terms of scoring goals, and of course, the defence, which uh, we need to talk about uh, later as well. Joby McEnough um, himself was uh, an excellent player in terms of positives, and the goal that he scored at Portsmouth was superb, and I think Kevin Nolan was at his best when Joby McEnough was in the side. But the negative was we didn't see him enough, and I really haven't got a clue what happened in the opening weeks of the season. It's a great shame that we never saw McEnough and Dean Cox mm. together, and that must have been so hard um, for Ian Hendon. Um, certainly another positive has to be the pitch. Colin James, the best for years, no postponements. It's been a while since I can remember a whole season has gone through without um, having game off uh, signs all over the place. Fantastic. But then you look at the home form. Dreadful. We've finished ninth overall, eight defeats, 31 goals conceded. I looked at that. You have to go to the bottom four plus extra city to see signs of the conceded more goals than 31 and most of them conceded far fewer than that. The youngsters have been a positive. They've of course won the uh, Merit League. Congratulations to Andy Edwards and to Peter Webb. The negative, we didn't see enough of them. Um, Josh Gromer, perfect example. He was one of the only positives at Barnet. Dreadful display there, but he wasn't even on the bench for the next game against uh, Dagenham and Redbridge. Um, there's been other positives, of course. The away support has been magnificent, absolutely magnificent. But they have seen some dreadful performances, uh, as well as one very good one. I think the uh, outstanding performance was Portsmouth. I think you have to go back to the um, playoff semi-finals uh, for a performance quite 
car, but just a few weeks later, I don't know what happened before or after the Barnet game, but something dreadful must have happened because that was a woeful performance uh, to go down with um, some of the awful performances we've seen and endured over the years. Um, the goal difference is as bad as it was because we didn't score enough goals from midfield, but the defending has been dreadful, especially from set pieces. And although we won the last um, two games, and that's a, a bonus, um, only just because yesterday Nathan Smith from two corners completely unmarked and he missed the target from less than two yards out. So we were, we, we, at times I think this season we've been grateful that other teams have been so poor. Yes, and to be perfectly honest on that uh, one, you have to say um, that you didn't have to be very good to finish seventh. And that's why I think you get this sense of um, frustration and a wasted opportunity because we really should, at the very least, um, be be in the playoffs regardless of who the manager was. I didn't often uh, agree with um, uh, Livani last season, I think it would be fair to say. But one of the things I did agree with was that time and time again, he would talk about um, the players' fitness. And we had to remember that um, after the playoffs, Russell Slade made the decision um, to do the training a little bit later than everybody else. And I think as a result, it's very hard to build up the uh, fitness during the course of the season if you've not had a proper full pre-season. And this year, we actually started our pre-season training slightly later than other clubs. You have to remember, Ian Hendon wasn't officially in charge until the 1st of July. And the pre-season schedule, I thought, was poor. I mean, the last pre-season friendly was against Bishop Stortford. I think Southend United might have provided the most uh, rigorous opposition. And then when you look at... um, the lack of stamina at performances, particularly in the latter stage of the season, at York, Barnet, Wimbledon, Accrington, you could go on, certainly against uh, Northampton Town, we didn't seem as fit, and that was certainly demonstrated in our inability to um, defend counter-attacks. Yeah, you made some outstanding points there, Dave, and, and, and your memory certainly serves serves us better than mine, mine, and mine does, to be, to be honest with you. Um, I think that in, in this league... That um, I think you're absolutely right. We, we've long said on the podcast that you know we can't believe that we're just outside the playoffs, two points at, at the time, um, and having just lost the game, or, 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 or you know other teams dropping points, and, and ha- it was quite staggering that we we haven't really finished much much better. But so, Dave, your thoughts on on Kevin Nolan? in only had 15 games in charge. Seems to be making decent progress from what we could see. Your thoughts on, on Kevin Nolan? I think Kevin Nolan was starting to build a team around Joby McEnough. And I think um, when Kevin Nolan and Joby McEnough were in the side, they complemented each other. I think it's often very difficult for a team or a player to come out of the Premier League and to play with the two players. And Joby McEnough and uh, Kevin Nolan, and Nolan was able to find McEnough in positions that other players wouldn't even have seen he was there. And sometimes I think Kevin Nolan was looking up to players to make ones that were, simply weren't being made. And I think he was beginning to build a team around Joby McEnough. And I think that's why he was so good at Portsmouth and so good at Oxford and so poor at Accrington because the international break came just at the wrong time. And then, of course, the uh, calf injury. Um, he certainly, for a while, uh, seemed to um, shore up the defence. There was no doubt that Nicky Hunt appeared to be um, a good signing. You can understand why Peter Ramage come, came in. You couldn't understand why he would play at left-back, especially as Ben and Williams didn't seem to have done anything terribly wrong, especially when you think of uh, some of the performances that Peter uh, put in at um, left-back. 
back. It seemed to be um, that uh, a point this Easter obviously put pressure on the team. They were woeful at York, absolutely. Um, you know, York wanted it more. It was hard to understand in front of 660 travelling fans why a team would provide so little effort. It was, um, and what uh, Matt Hiscock made the point that. Um, um, Kevin Nolan started to get really frustrated with the referee and the moaning and groaning from the whole team to the officials, um, especially for three kicks they didn't deserve, um, sort of became infectious. But the York game, you saw Nolan criticising players, you saw Andy Edwards criticising players, you saw uh, Hesson Tyler criticising players, you saw Lee Harrison criticising players. Nothing seemed to be positive. There didn't seem to be anything where you're saying, come on, lads, this is how you do it. And it got even worse against Barnet. Good points, great points. So, given that we're in a similar situation this year as we were last year, in that we don't have a manager, there are eight, off the top of my head, about eight or nine players out of contract, uh, on top of the, the youth that have already uh, you know, been told that they won't be um, given a new contract, the likes of Sam Ling and Christian Awusu. Um, what are your thoughts that need on what really needs to happen during the course of the summer? Well, going back to the positives and negatives, the positive is the investment. You know, um, say what you like about the um, uh, president, he has certainly put his money where his mouth is. You know, there's been an enormous investment in the squad, and it's. Uh, very different. It feels very strange for Hignoy and uh, supporters to have a team uh, that's actually costing more than uh, most of the opposition in the division. But um, you can't buy spirit, you can't buy character, you can't buy vision, you can't buy confidence, you can't buy stability. They are qualities that are earned and they're qualities that have been lacking for the last two years. So what the O's need is a manager that uh, unites the club, that the board, the players and the supporters believe in and trust. There's no guarantee. You can see that. You look at Coventry and Sheffield United and other teams that have bought in experienced managers or tried young managers. There's no guarantee. But what you do need is a strategy that's communicated effectively. Spot. Yeah, so we found ourselves mouthing to each other on uh, while Dave was talking there. There are just so many outstanding points that he makes there. Uh, particularly uh, for me, that the towards the end of of that interview, where he said the uh, things that you can't buy, money can't buy stability. They can't buy all of these things that you need yeah. that are earned. So um, let us know what your thoughts are on what Dave says. I'm sure most people will probably be in agreement with him yeah. because he does make so, so many uh, tremendous points there. But um, that's what Dave thought. You've heard what we thought. Let's hear now what you think. Nice link, Mr. Levy. Uh, so professional now. Firstly, a boat seat. So a great start to the season, a good finish to the season, but just not enough quality in the middle of the season. Uh, at Steve Cab one two one. So we finished one place outside the playoffs. Just, just imagine where we could have finished with some stability in the club. Yeah. At Orient Fan TV said to finish eighth and six points off the playoff places after time more at the club shows with stability. Will get promoted. At best, Snooker JP, great win to finish eighth position. Well done at Sam underscore Sarge for the clean sheet. Still not happy with the Italians. Have a good summer. Yeah, at Magnus Spagna. So we've got Sam Sargent. Now we need the squad to go to war in League Two. Roll on next season. 
and hopefully with one general, yeah, yeah. hopefully that's the key in it. Richard J. Bourne says, A season that started like a tornado and ended like a breeze. A win today, but a poor game. Credit to Sam in goal. Yeah, great, a lot, a lot, great, great, great tweet there. Yeah, a lot of credit going to Sam Sargent. Yeah, he did very well. At Lent and four, so the season that had too many twists and turns. So glad to see the end of it. We go again in 2016-17. Yeah, at Simon 8 Edward, Hendon's biggest mistake, one of many, was not bringing on... Was, sorry, was not bringing our young players into the team. Too many two-bob signings. Yeah, good point. But they've had an extra year now to kind of win their league again and to be more comfortable. Obviously, Andy Edwards has got a much more high-profile role now within the management team. So There's a greater link between the yeah, youth and the first yeah. team there. And, you know, um, the guys that are in the academy um, shouldn't be... Uh, Danny Webb and Richard Thomas shouldn't be underestimated Absolutely. Good the point. that they do as well. Good point. Yeah. Bendy Bollard said, with the lack of quality throughout the squad, eighth is decent... Would have settled for the top half before the season started. Oh, there you go. Um, at Ollie Pierce, eighteen said, "Would settle for a few more seasons in League Two if it means bedding in some youngsters and stabilising the club." Yep, good point. At Les LK fifty two said, "We need to stabilise and build for next season, which starts now. That's key for me. Start now. Start Talk right to now. that contract player this week. Get your manager sorted and just sort it all out." Yeah. At Vince Howard seventy three, well done on the club ensuring we have a decent youth side. Going to be key with no emergency loan window. Yeah, it's going to be I very need, We strange. need to sit down and work out how that's going to affect us, yeah. actually. And Rob, a lot 14 said it was a very physical game. In the first half, Yofel bossed it, but thought we were okay in the second. Good to go out with a win. At the Authentic Gaz, thank God that's over. We've got all of the season close, sorry, we've got all of the close season fun to look forward to. Who's doing the planning <laughs> for next season? At Pandemonium 1881, just wrote a long bunch of Zeds. Um, and you know, saying it was a boring snooze, game, yeah, yeah, snooze. But I'll take it. Nice to end the season with two wins and two clean sheets. Yeah. At Chris underscore Holmes twenty four, with an experienced manager, good recruitment, and Piketty getting his act together, we'll be promoted next season. Awesome That's tweet. What we thought about this season, but awesome we'll tweet that. Yeah, great. awesome tweet. Uh, at John Macker nineteen seventy seven said, "Great to win the last couple of games of the season. At least there's a bit of momentum going into next season. But when the new manager comes in, Bichetti has to back off and let them do their job." Otherwise, we'll be like Charlton before we know it. At Elliot and Byrne, incredibly boring match. Both Sargent and Pollock played well, which was good. Nice to see McCallum back. Yep, so thank you for all the tweets. Thanks again, everyone. And for, from all the matches this season, a phenomenal amount of tweets. So hopefully we'll get the same amount next season, if not more. So yep. moving on to Prediction League update. So it's finally come to an end. So... Which is credit to you for keeping this running because I've had no input in that. Yeah, I've not been keeping anything. It's been enjoyable. You've done. It's been enjoyable. It's been enjoyable. So yesterday, congrats to at Pill Oriental at Joe underscore Pabbit who predicted one nil, and to at eighteen eighty one Orient who predicted one nil and Oli Palmer to score, taking the bonus points. So final league. Everyone knows who's won, but. Yeah, so well done to Atwadzi wins the prediction league Pill Oriental nicked second on the last day of the season to get that final Champions League place for next season's prediction league <laughs> so the full, ta- full table is up on our Facebook page so you know if you're not a member of our Facebook page join the group why not well that's quite aggressive yeah if not why not why but, not member? but you know sign up you, you'll see all <coughs> the uh, league table up there loads of you on it probably the majority of people listening to this podcast are probably going to be on it so 
Again, thanks for all your predictions this season, and well done to Wadsy again for winning the Orient Outlook Prediction League 2015. Congratulations. 16. A very happy 10 year old child, <laughs> uh, as well, by all accounts. That was that yeah. winning that? No, it was oh, that. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, okay, well done. <laughs> um, so, positives and negatives just to finish up with this week then. Positives this week Sam Sargent keeping a clean sheet and his professional day. Yeah, so well done to Sam. And, you know, next season could be really exciting with the youth coming through. Yeah, finishing the season strongly with two wins and two clean sheets. Yeah, and two goals for Oli Palmer. And two for Oli Palmer, yeah, yeah. That puts him up to eighth. Not bad. Sorry, puts him up to eight goals. Not bad. Not bad for a player. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Uh, and then obviously, you know, the long-awaited return of Paul McCullum. Good to see him back back in the first yeah, team. A, a lot of what-ifs about Paul McCullum had he been available for most yeah, seasons. Exactly. As like Dean Cox, as like Joby, you know. what You can round up the season in two words. What if, yeah, the two, the, the two injuries really did sort of really hurt us. Massively, you know, again. because of the consistency around the team. But next, we're going to cover that next, next week. week aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> so negatives, you know, no manager appointed. That concerns me. You know, I hope in my head, Bichette, he's already got his man and he's just waiting to announce it this week. But we will see. Second negative, the players and the staff have no idea what is going on. So from all the players' quotes in the weeks and from Hessen Tyler again yesterday, no one has any clue. And the last negative for me is that the last time we see Lloyd James in an Orient shirt. Again, I've mentioned it before, I think he's key to keep holding this team, especially in League Two. And, you know, I hope it's not. My heart says no, but my head might be saying yes. Yes, yeah, yeah I fear that as well. So, um, last time this season, the hero of the week is going to obviously very clearly go to young Sam Sargent. So, um, so well done to you. Yeah, um, uh, next week's fixtures. So, there are no fixtures next week that's it that so we're it. done the season is now over done finito could put no more matches one more podcast left I'm looking forward to pre-season I've got to be honest yeah <laughs> looking forward to the summer <laughs> looking forward to a rest from it however but there could be interviews coming up and we'll obviously keep everyone we'll posted yeah. and we aim to try and get some big interviews we're not going to do interviews for the sake of doing interviews we're going to go after the biggies yeah. in our eyes anyway yeah. but if you have any suggestions of who you want feel free to tweet us who you would want and use their Twitter handle as well because we ended up getting Dean Cox because someone tweeted, I think it was at UO Orient, said, why don't you get at Dean Cox for episode 50? And then Dean Cox got involved. So that's how we got Dean. So any suggestions you get for interviews, you know, tweet us, tweet the Twitter handle of the user, and, you know, it might just happen that your dream becomes a reality. <laughs> <laughs> You're so cheesy. Yeah, I know. So um, thank you very much. That is it. Thanks for joining us for episode uh, number 70. Our league season is over and after another win, 1-0 win this week, we have finished in 8th place. The defence have finished the season keeping clean sheets. Sergeant Pollock and Semedo have looked good from the youth and Ollie Palmer has scored again to add to his tally as we mentioned earlier. Yep, so one podcast left and our season's over. So we'll be back with episode 71 next week and the final podcast of the season for the information and views you could ever need. So we look forward to hearing from you and as always, keep calm and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. And for the final time, we're going to be rocking all over the world. (laughs) We'll see you next week, though. Adios.